Now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his word. We must never take it for granted concerning God's truth. We have it only because not only men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, but God promised that his truth will endure to every generation, and we have it today. So we are so thankful. Today we'll be in Colossians chapter 1, and I will be ministering through verses 1 to 8. As I bring this message that God placed on my heart, I would be putting emphasis on three words, faith, love, and hope. So I want you to keep those in mind, faith, love, and hope. And what we want to do by the grace of God is allow the Holy Spirit to help us to understand the gospel as it relates to faith the gospel as it relates to love, the gospel as it relates to hope. And then, beyond the message that you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit, each of us, to help us to grow in faith, to grow in love, and that blessed hope that we have. Now remember what is key here is to connect those with the gospel. What is the gospel? It is the love of God. God loving us. That he provided a way for us to get to heaven. God loved the whole world. That he wants people, everyone alive to hear this truth. He loves the world. And he wants the world to hear this. Let's ask the spirit to bless us. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, dear God, we humbly come before you and ask, O Holy Spirit, that you will bless us at this time. Breathe on us understanding, dear God, from your truth. Your word is truth. Please speak to us, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Colossians chapter 1. Paul, of course, wrote this epistle. It's one of the prison epistles. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. When Paul speaks about himself being an apostle of Jesus Christ, he is not just, he is not speaking, trying to make a claim of a position of authority or status. What he is speaking about here. <coughs> is that God has saved him and called him to be an apostle and that he's experiencing by the grace of God and the work of the Holy Spirit, this apostleship, this ministry of being an apostle. And God called all of us and we are saints. We belong to Jesus. And there is a ministry working inside of us. 
All of us have at least, each and every one has at least one gift. And God is operating that gift inside of us. But all of us, regardless of our gift, whatever that gift might be, God is using us to share the gospel. And that's where we want to look at today. That God is using Paul, and Paul will emphasize that as the Holy Spirit is leading him to share the gospel message. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. And he's writing to the church. And it's an exhortation that they are faithful, an encouragement that they are faithful. We have to be faithful. We have to choose to be faithful to Jesus. Now, how does one be faithful to Christ? In life, we have choices to make. We'll always have choices to make. And before we make those choices, each and every choice, even in the little things, we have to ask, is this choice showing that I am faithful to my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus or not? We can't complicate it. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Is this showing that I'm faithful to him? Now, <clears throat> interesting here that observe that he is going to speak about grace. He's going to say grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus. Now, he is appealing, he is recognizing here that there is a peace that comes from Christ and it is because of God's grace in our hearts. That very thing that sometimes want us to move away from being faithful, God has already provided. Because many a times when we make choices that, and we, if we classify it, well, it's not a bad choice. It's not a sinful choice. But I know God wants me to do, to be faithful in serving him and being in the place where he can use me to share the gospel. And we ask ourselves if we are honest, what is it that motivated me to do that other action instead? It will always be 100% that I am looking for some peace, that I'm looking for some happiness in life. And I have redefined, I have adjusted my mindset to think that that's what I should do. And not only that, but that's what God wants me to do. So how do we deal with that? How do we deal with that concept in our mind? Because we have decisions to make, don't we? And so we have to understand the word faithful. Faithful to whom and in what manner? We can't just receive it in an abstract form. Otherwise, we will keep making decisions and be satisfied with what we are doing. And it may not be necessarily that we are serving God. Otherwise, everybody can say, I'm faithful. But in this case, Paul is saying, when he says that he is an apostle, he is saying, look, I am experiencing, functioning, the Holy Spirit using me to share the gospel. That's the idea when he says, I am an apostle. I am being sent by God, and I am experiencing that. So when we say, I'm a child of God, I'm experiencing Jesus, and he is using me. For a specific purpose. What is that purpose? The gospel going forth. So I'm going to be faithful to that. And he is telling the church, look, you are faithful. And they're faithful to the gospel. They're faithful to tell others that Jesus loves them. 
And God has provided grace in their lives. And God has provided grace for us. That's why we're saved. We're saved by grace. And that grace has given us peace. That salvation has given us peace. We have peace with God. So therefore, I don't have to be looking for some kind of peace. We already have peace with God. So when I make decisions, I am not out there looking for some kind of happiness. I have peace with God. It's a statement that is made here. I got God's peace. I got God's grace. I got God's peace. And it originates from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So now my faithfulness is going to be, I'm not searching for some peace. I already have peace with God. Verses 3 says, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for the saints, because of the hope that is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard beforehand in the word of the truth of the gospel. Of the gospel. They heard the gospel. They heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection for their salvation. They exercised their faith, they choose to trust in what Jesus provided for them. And because of that, the Holy Spirit is inside of them. They're sealed with the Holy Spirit and they are experiencing faith in Jesus. They're experiencing the love of Jesus, causing them to love each other and they're experiencing the hope in Jesus that comes from the gospel. All three because of the gospel. It started with the gospel, and it continues to work itself out based on the gospel. So it's never that, thank God I'm saved, and that's it. It is, thank God I'm saved, but there's a reality of this relationship I have with God based on the gospel that continues to be sustained with the gospel, and that reality causes me to grow in my faith in Jesus, to love the Lord and love everybody, and to have a hope that when I put my faith in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, when I die, I will be in heaven. Because if we did not have that hope, even though we say we are saved, we are very miserable. The scripture says. We'll be very miserable if this is it. But the gospel takes us into a blessed hope that when we die, all that happened is that we went to sleep and we transitioned into the very presence of God. And we have a peace about that. We have a peace that we can love God and love each other. We have a peace that we are growing in faith. But we also have to understand that we have, that we love, God loves the world. And he is using us to say to the world, to say, I love you. And I want you to come to me. And we are experiencing that. So we are faithful to the gospel. We are faithful to Jesus. And what Jesus is doing, he is saving the world. When did Jesus desire for the world to love the world? When did it begin? It did not begin when he hung on the tree. 
It did not begin when the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and the Immaculate Conception took place. It began back in Genesis when man sinned and God said to the serpent, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. It began when God says, in spite of your sin, humanity, I love you and one day I will come and I will redeem you to myself. That's when it started, an expression of God's love, which has come to you. The gospel came to us, and the gospel has to go through all the world, as it had also in all the world. I love this part, as it has also in all the world. That gospel has to go through all the world. Everyone that you know, you have to ask them, have you heard the gospel? It's a good question to ask people. Very simple. Have you heard the good news? All of your family members who are not saved, have you heard the good news? They say, what good news? And they may be thinking that they have to see something that they miss on television. I miss something. So here's the good news. God does not want you to die and be in hell forever and ever. God loves you. And he says it is appointed unto man once to die. One thing I'm certain of. Well, I can't say I'm certain, certain, because the rapture could take place even during this service. And we all will be with the Lord. But pending the rapture, God guarantees me and all of us. He says, you have a guarantee you will die. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after that comes the judgment. So we will die. Now, good news, tell others. Have you heard the good news? Jesus loves you. God loves you. And that has to go throughout the world. And my responsibility as a pastor is simply this. To shepherd the flock as the Holy Spirit leads me so that each and every one of you will experience the Holy Spirit using you to live for Jesus. That simple truth right there. Satan has clouded that so much. The devil from the pit of hell, he has created such a distortion of that. For God's children. But yet God is telling us, look, you experience by faith the salvation that I provided for you. You experience my love inside of you. Based on that same gospel, for God so loved the world. And you experience the hope that I have given you. Because I've sealed you with my spirit which guarantees that one day you will be in heaven. And in the, the very, what's the finality of the gospel? That we'll get to heaven, we have eternal life, where we will experience why God made us in the first place, to know him and worship him. And it's bringing forth fruit. The gospel brings forth fruit. The gospel does. These 
concepts. Faith, love, and hope. We can only experience the fruit, this fruit of faith, love, and hope by the gospel. I'm not talking about a past experience. Paul is writing here to the Colossians. He is writing here to the church, to us today. In our assembly, we here today at Suitland Road Baptist Church. This gospel is alive inside of us. It is because of the gospel that we have faith in Jesus. It is because of the gospel that the love of Christ is flowing through us. It proves that we have a relationship with God. And it is compelling us by the Spirit to go into the world and to love others and take slow it down, tell them about Jesus. It proves the genuineness of our love for people because of the gospel. Because of the gospel, we have our hope in Christ. The hope is a reference. It, it's telling us, here is the proof of this faith. When I put my faith in Jesus, I have a hope that one day I will be with him. The gospel, isn't it? Oh, the world is empty. People are looking for purpose and meaning of life, and it can only be found in the gospel. And yes, there is a fruit of the gospel. As it is also among you since the day you heard and you knew the grace of God in truth. The fruit of the gospel. How do we experience this fruit of the gospel? Every day, simply ask the Holy Spirit to keep us at the cross. Every day. Oh, Holy Spirit, only you, dear God, can take me at the cross. Only you can help me to appreciate and to remember the salvation that you provided for me, oh God. That's the only way that I can stay faithful to you, Lord Jesus. That's the only way I can get my priorities right and make good choices, dear God. You have to keep me at the cross. God, only you can remind me what you did for me. For me, it's more than 50 years ago. Oh, dear God, remind me what you did for me. That while I was yet in sin, Father, you reveal yourself to me. I, didn't, I did not deserve it, but you did. I did not earn it, but you did. I couldn't qualify for it, but you did. Keep me there, dear God. So as I reflect on the gospel, I'll experience faith in Christ. My love for Jesus and for people and this blessed hope that one day I'll be with you. And all who hears the gospel, when they put their faith in you, they will be with you, Jesus. That's how we experience the gospel. The day that we heard it, it is the grace of God in truth. The gospel is grace. The gospel is God saying, out of my love, I, I allow this to happen. You did not deserve it, but purely 100%, my love. I have to even initiate it. Not based of 
Not based on looking at you, but based on just my love. God knows the minute he look at us and say, can you qualify? Did you measure up? He says, no, you have failed. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God says, just my grace. And he says, that grace inside of you is sufficient to keep you. But here's what it is. We will never be faithful to the gospel if we are not at the cross of Jesus. And Paul is writing to the church in Colossae, and he says, I thank God that you are faithful to the gospel of Jesus. Are you seeing the difference here? Let's get hold of that this morning. He's not saying be faithful to the church or some institution or some program or some activity or some concept. Hey, I'm glad I'm saved. Forget the world. But he is saying, you stop and you say, Jesus, by your grace, I am saved. Please, Holy Spirit, keep me at the cross so I can be thankful for that. I can be reflecting all the time upon the grace of God. Child of God, saints, listen. The devil is so cunning. He is so cunning. He can cause a child of God. He knows he cannot interfere with our eternal salvation, but he can cause us to accept a life less than the Holy Spirit reigning in our souls, but yet defined as being faithful. And Paul is writing to the church in Colossae, and he says, yes, you're faithful, but you're not just faithful by, because you go to church. You're faithful because of the gospel. You're faithful to the gospel, not just your existence. You're faithful to the gospel. If we are faithful just because we exist, we are dead. That's what the scripture says. We are dead. Scripture says you think that you're spiritual. You think that you're right, but God says you're dead. Spiritually, that is. We have to be faithful to the gospel. We have to be faithful to Jesus. To say, Jesus, thank you for saving me. And now, God, I know you did not die for me only, but you died for the whole world. And you want the world to hear it. And, oh, God, use me to love the world. Because with the gospel comes faith. That's where it began, right? And then love and hope. Faith, hope, love, and hope. What a wonderful, precious experience. As you also learn that he's going to name a saint from Epaphras, our dear fellow saint, this fellow servant. What does it mean to be a fellow servant? It's a servant of Jesus. (coughs) The servant of Jesus, who is a faithful minister of Christ, in your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. We must depend on the Holy Spirit. You say, where can I experience this, Pastor? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Are you following this? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. 
He will work it out. Trust him. Stop getting caught up in all the little, little things that hinders us. Oh, Holy Spirit, the moment I put my faith in Jesus, you sealed me with your presence. And my faithfulness, I'm depending on you, Holy Spirit, to keep me faithful, to give me understanding, and let me be committed with the, to the gospel. In conclusion, let's go back and reflect on this. If you hear this message today, and all this message was just a theological list of facts, you miss it completely. If, on the other hand, what it is, is that God is moving in our hearts to experience living for the gospel, living to tell others that Jesus loves them, then you got it. Because that's what Paul is saying here. The Holy Spirit is leading him to say, faith, love, and hope has to do with the gospel of Jesus. I, Paul is saying, as an apostle, I'm just not making a name. I'm just not telling you that some status. I'm an apostle. I'm a pastor. As though there is something so grand about that. He says, no. He says, I am experiencing, when he used that word apostle, the Holy Spirit using me for God's purpose. We are saints. That's what we are. We are saints. And we say, I am a saint. I'm a child of God. I belong to Jesus. We are fellow saints. We are fellow servants. What is it telling us? That we are saved and we are serving Jesus. And this gospel has to go throughout God's world. For God so loved the world. It is God's will that everyone hears this gospel. It is God's will for everyone to be saved. Christ became the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only. But for the sin of the whole world. That's what Jesus did. If we say this, we take this. This is where we are at. Our sinful condition, God says, that all of us have sinned and fallen short of his glory. And this is sin in our lives. There's no way we can get to heaven. Absolutely no way we can get to heaven with that sin. But Jesus, the Son of God, came and he paid the price for this sin. He paid the price. There's a consequence. Sin has to carry a consequence. It's called death. That's why Jesus had to die. And in order for him to die to pay the price, he had to be himself without sin. And when he did that, he took that sin away, completely away. And what happened when by faith, put our faith in Jesus, our union with Christ, and we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, but we stay in the gospel, and the Holy Spirit uses us to tell others so that they, they also can come to put their faith in Jesus also. 
not complicated, is it? And it gives us purpose. Observe what he says here. He speaks about him, as you have learned from Epaphras, a dear fellow saint. Speaking about life, isn't it? Each person working out, asking that question, what is life, what is my life all about? May God continue to bless us. To those who are listening, thank you for listening to this message today. Jesus loves you. God loves you. A few months ago, I was in South Africa and ministering to the people over there and someone interpreting in the Zulu language. I simply share that simple message. God loves you. He loves you. And we all have a sin problem with God. But Jesus took care of it. He paid the price for it. And he wants you to accept what he did for you. He doesn't want you to pay the price for your own sin. That's impossible. But he wants you to accept what he did for you. And today at this very moment, the Holy Spirit is making that very clear to you upon hearing my voice because what I'm speaking to you is just a simple truth from the word of God. God is saying to you, come to me and put your faith, receive what Jesus has done for you. He took care of your sin problem. And God says, <clears throat> whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. To call upon the name of the Lord simply means this. To believe in your heart that Jesus paid the price himself, the Lamb of God, for your sin condition. To believe that in your heart. And once you do it, God guarantees you have a blessed hope. And you can only do that by faith. You have to believe. You must believe. That's the gospel, and God says the only way you can come to me is by accepting what I did for you. So we want to pray for you today and encourage you to pray this prayer of salvation and accept Jesus, accept what he did for you on Calvary's tree. Let us pray. God Almighty, I am a sinner. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ in this world. Lord Jesus, thank you for going to the cross to pay the price for my sin. Lord Jesus, by faith, I believe that you did that. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen.